0: Hello, how the devil are you? I'm Cray Parkinson and this is the Too Hot Podcast. Producer Griff, play the music.
1: Hello, I'm Cray Parkinson and this is the Too Shot Podcast. Pop the kettle on and grab your seat. You sit comfortably? Then let's dive in. And that was the intro to the intro with the gag supplied by friend of the podcast, Mr. Sean Keevney. He also went one further and suggested that I record this intro from the backyard at a paddling pool. But having stepped out today to the shops quite early in the morning um, on what is now on record the hottest day in the year ever, well, since 1992, I believe. Um, it was like walking into a pizza oven. So I uh, decided not to do that. But thank you, Sean. It was also recorded in one take, may I add, uh, for uh, especially for a first time by my son. Thank you very much. So we're back for another episode this week. Um, but before we move on to that, let's just have a little natter about last week's what an episode what a reaction from you all um as i I said on social media i don't think we've had a reaction like that for quite some time it really hit home with a lot of people um terry white was uh, a fabulous guest open candid honest uh passionate everything you would want in a guest uh, and to sit down for a conversation we'd never met before. I don't know if I said that and she came around to my house. Um, She didn't want a brew. She didn't want some water and we just hit record. If you haven't heard it, do go back and listen to it. I think it's uh, quite the vital conversation. And also, here's what you can do, and I never really asked this. um, Send it to somebody. They don't have to listen to any other episodes. Just send them that one and say, look, I think you might enjoy this or you might get something out of it or it might make you think um I have done to uh, to a few people who, who don't listen i don't mind it's okay uh, and they really enjoyed it so uh yeah thank you for all your messages all your emails and they're still coming in forgive us we can't reply to everybody um and a massive thank you to Terry I know that she really really enjoyed it and that you know that means the world to us to me and Griff here. Um, On to this week's episode. So there's one thing, and I think I say this in in the upcoming episode now, there's a through line with loads of people. There's there's one city that has a connection, and it's Nottingham, from our very first episode with Vicky. There's connections with Thomas Turgus, Andrew Ellis, of course, Joseph Gilgan, um, Samantha Morton. What is it about Nottingham? We try and answer that question. I don't think we succeed, but we certainly pose the question. It's myself and the brilliant actor, Ashling Loftus. Now, if you don't know who Ashling is, um, she's currently on Sky in the Midwich Cuckoos with Kitty Hawes and Max Beasley. Uh, go and watch it. I, to be honest, every time I've seen her, she's been brilliant. And I don't know if you can still find it. It would be fantastic if you could. I first encountered Ashling on... A drama by Dominic Savage. I believe it was with Jack O'Connell and Ashling, And it's called Dive. It was blow your socks off, one-off drama type. Um, you know, there's ones that come along and just rattle Yeah, it was one of those. It was brilliant. Which is funny because that gets brought up in this episode. Not that we talk about work with actors. You know we don't. But you do get to know who Ashling is. Um Great company, very funny, and she is the partner of past guest, the brilliant Jacob Anderson. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to Jacob. You'll know Jacob from all sorts of things you might know him um by his pseudonym pseudonym that's right, yeah, uh rally Ritchie he is a musician and a rapper. Uh, he's also a fantastic actor. Um, you might have seen him uh, with me, actually, last year in Doctor Who. And he's soon to be starring in... Where is it? Mm, I want to say AMC. I'm not sure. It might be Fox. And I might have got that completely wrong. The series of Interview with a Vampire. But it's not about Jacob. This is all about Aisling. Um We go all over the shop as per... And we do touch on... Some darker topics, to- topics, darker topics, such as um, loneliness and eating disorders. So, if any of that you find triggering, if any of that, if you find any, I can't speak. I'm blaming the heat, everybody. I'm blaming the heat. If any of those topics um, are triggering for you, please, 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 please. Don't listen. Um, but if you're okay with it, then please do. It's great. She's great. This is the Two Shot Podcast with the wonderful Aisling Loftus. Enjoy, and I shall see you at the end. I was supposed to have a lie-in this morning, Aisling. Oh, because, mate, I'm sorry. Um, no, 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 no! It's not you. So I got back late last night. Yeah, I didn't get back till just before midnight, and I was slightly wired from being up all day and blah, blah, blah. And I thought I'll have a nice lion this morning, and then the doorbell goes at seven forty, and I totally forgot that my. the man coming to service the boiler was here. So I had to come down in my pants. See, to me,
0: seven forty. Oh, that is a lion for you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> she slept in this morning. She slept until twenty to seven. Um, which was, like, fucking amazing. Mm. Like, we've gone through pit phases where she's up at half four. Like, it's just bullshit.
1: Oh, man, alive. Everybody's got a theory. Everybody's got a method. Everybody's got a book. And I remember Matt, my, because my, my my little boy's 11 now, but when oh, he wow. was very young, he wasn't, he wasn't the best sleeper. And he's still not now. And you read everything, you try and get tips, and you're other mates who've got kids going, I can't get mine up. I can't get them up because they're just lovely sleeps and you just feel so jealous. Honestly, when so people wrecked. say they
0: can't get their kids up, I'm like, cry me a fucking river. I literally, <laughs> 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 that's the dream. That is the dream. But yeah. she's like, she's up and then the first thing she wants to do is talk about, you know, Spider-Man and the Lion King, like literally from from the go. She's wicked. I don't know how people do it with two. I don't, I don't, really don't.
1: No. No, I mean, um, I, I, yeah, I've said this anyway, but I'm very happy and blessed with one, and yeah. that is that is how it shall stay. I, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I
0: think I think we might be the same, but well, I don't know. It's don't
1: hard though, know. isn't it? You know, when when you're both sort of bloody nomads and you're you're yeah. bouncing around from one city and one country to the other and.
0: That's kind of. Um, have you had many people on there like in like you know their partners or actors too? Is that the is that the norm?
1: No, it's actually not the norm. Few and oh, far really? between. Um, in fact, I was only thinking about that a couple of days ago because I was talking to Phoebe Fox, and oh, she's hi, married. Yeah. She's married to an actor.
0: She is so good.
1: She's so good, isn't she and she's yeah. she's dead nice. Yeah, I've I saw never it
0: the national. I was like, fucking out, wicked. <laughs>
1: No, I was thinking. There's not loads of people who uh, who are also married to actors, yeah. And I think sometimes sometimes it does work because they understand and they're kind of sympathetic, especially when children are involved.
0: Yeah, yeah. We like, do you know what? It's not too much information because I'm not pregnant, but I thought I was pregnant the other day, mm. and um, it would the baby would arrive just as Jacob goes off and does another six months abroad. And I was like, wow. <laughs> like, I know people do it, but because of COVID, we did it all together. Mm. You know, we did those first however many months together because both of us weren't working. So, like, I was just thinking, wow, what does that do to a relationship where one person is literally doing fucking everything while the other one is off being an actor, doing a wicked job, you know, having a good, uh, stimulating, not that babies aren't great, but it's just different isn't it, like it's a different kettle of fish,
1: yeah, I mean everything changes, you change your priorities change and and put yeah. you know putting work aside every you you're like you're talking about your day, your day changes, like we're talking yeah. now early in the morning at breakfast time, and it's sometimes that would seem like midday to you, <laughs>
0: Wouldn't it? yeah, there's some days absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, over the years, You're a vapor. I'm a vapor. Sorry. Yeah, it's only because no, no. I, 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 I've got to stop this though. I'm stuck. Stop- I, I, I'm on it too much. It's too much.
0: Jacob's it? Jacob's a double vapor.
1: He's a double vapor. Explain to me yeah, what a he, double vapor is.
0: You get two flavors. <laughs> <laughs> you just make a little vape cocktail. <laughs> And honestly, I just don't, I don't read into it too much. You know, when people say about popcorn lung and stuff, I'm like, do you know what? He's not smoking. I have no interest in knowing if this is shortening his life or not, because this is the crack. Well, that's the thing.
1: And I've said this before on it, but I promised to myself and also to my newborn son that I would give up as soon as he was born. And I didn't give up till he was two years old.
0: But look, you gave up. But I did.
1: But I did with that. But, um... Does it change? For what changed for you becoming a mother?
0: Um, oh man! I mean,
1: I suppose I, I'm asking uh, not personally, but I suppose in regards to work.
0: Um, I appreciated it so much. Like when I did um, the the first job I did back after. Actually, no, tell a lie. I did a little. I did a little job that was like horrendous. You know, when you signed on for like a number of series and they can do whatever they want with you. Yeah. And like, um, you know, they're really lovely people for the most part, really good people. But um, in the third series, they basically decided that I was going to just be, st- I think I did like two scenes. One of them was, I think my, all it said about me was she stands holding the baby looking worried. And, um, <laughs> and I um, it was three months at the time mm. and I was still breastfeeding. And it was like grief. It was the first time I was away from her. And it was just this wave of grief, like being apart from her. And I thought, I can't do it. I can't be. And anyway, then all my days got cut. <laughs> so I got paid for the third series. But I would had like, you know, like a probably about two days work. It was mad. Like I was, you know, I was really lucky. But um, I guess then doing Midwich when she was about a year. Right. My God, I loved it, you know, like I was so grateful and I was so um, full of energy for it. And like, I was so excited to like, like I was thinking about why, you know, with acting and stuff like that, like that's my, that's my happy spot. You know, that's my um, place where I don't ever feel ashamed or, um, you know shit about myself or neuro like that's my good space. Um so like you know when people are whinging in that unset I was just like I just I, I literally couldn't relate. <laughs> like one of my friends said like you need to start saying yeah I can't relate and then just shut it down, Do you know? What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um I think it's just changed my appreciation. but I,
1: I, th- I think I think a lot of people have um sort of shifted a gear since everything stopped.
0: Yeah. I
1: was talking to somebody at work the other day and they were asking they were asking about the past and a few years back and I said, oh, I remember when I went back for the first job and I was with a friend of mine and I hadn't seen him for ages, and we were like, and we're like, we're fucking we're grown men. We were like children because we couldn't believe that we were back on set and we went, we will never moan ever again. <laughs>
0: where are you at now then?
1: Where am I at now? Still, the, yeah. still the same.
0: That's good. Still, I thought you were going to say like, yeah, I was as annoyed that the sandwiches were all egg mayo and re re re.
1: No, no, not at all. I've got no time for that at mm. all. Nor should anybody else.
0: It's it's nonsense,
1: isn't it? And it's and it's not like I'm bloody. I'm not preaching. I'm just saying yeah. this is personally how I feel. I feel extremely lucky to be doing what I'm doing.
0: Oh man! Yeah, this is now the young, the longest I've been out of work now since finished this series back in October, and then we went to New Orleans for six months because Jacob was filming, mm. and we thought, why <laughs> little? We're going to stay together for the you know, and there was a job I could have done during that time, but then neither of us would have seen her, you know. And she was still so little, like she was still, you know, just not even just over a year and a half. Mm. There was a position where we could we could have been both working, but the the choice would be work over what's best, really. For oh god, I shouldn't say a name. Sorry, do you mind if I don't say a name? Don't
1: worry, we'll we'll beep that out.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I think it's just the paranoia of the internet, and do you know what I mean?
1: Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and and I think it was definitely the right decision for us as a family, but you know, the the plan was that I'd lined something up when we got back and I haven't lined anything up. So it's the longest I've been out of work and it's, um, it's rough. It's really rough. I feel like I'm missing part of myself. I'm missing the part that I really like, I really rate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And also you can not be a mother for a while.
0: For sure, yeah. No one needs anything from me. (laughs) 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 but you see that's the
1: thing you know you can plant your heart's content i think it's really good that you go right well we're gonna go and do six months in new orleans then when we've done that then i'll go and do something but the fact is we can't choose no to to go right well i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go and landscape somebody's garden now because that's my business and i can because we don't have that choice
0: yeah. So it's all very well, well and good. Some people do, don't they? Some uh, people do. I mean, we like to
1: think they do, but. Yeah. I
0: was reading um, Viola Davis's um, uh, autobiography. Mm. Is it autobiography when they've written it? Yeah. And she says, um she talks like a lot about her life and it's like, she's been through like, you know, it's 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 mad what she's been through. But she talks near the end about acting and she talks about the privilege that some people have, that tiny people have. You know, when they say like, right, I'm going to wait it out for the next job. And, you know, like they think about a trajectory as opposed to like, they take the gigs that they get because they've got to pay their way, <laughs> you know, like, and, and I... And I thought, listening to that, I was like, wow, I have been massively privileged because I've done that. I've gone, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do it. I'll wait it out. You know, like, and I didn't really realise that that was such a privilege. I thought it was, I thought I was just doing like all the actors do. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but do you not think it's important to do that?
0: I think it's important if you've got, if you can. Of course,
1: if you can. But on the flip side... I don't think there's anything worse. i mean Jesus. That's the most dramatic thing I've said so far. But we'll <laughs> go with it. The, of doing a job that you don't like or you don't click with, and you're desperately unhappy. it's only yeah, happened. I think it's yeah, only happened man. to me once, and I learned so much by doing it. So I don't regret doing it. Do yeah. you know what I mean?
0: I don't. Yeah, there's been a few that I've done that I've thought that you know that have been a bit painful, (laughs) but, um, but then I, but then it's money in the bank at the end of the day, isn't it? And and even those jobs, you don't like, well, I, I, you know, you don't phone it in, do you? You still like, you still do some good work and you, you know, there's always good people there. You
1: you try, you try, you can only do, you can only do so much. Yeah. And yet, of course we've all got bills to pay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Over the years, I think I've spoken to lots of people. From everywhere, from and all, I, from all around it. the world.
0: I was listening to the one, you know, the one that you did with someone called Danny? It was like a pseudonym, right? The
1: yes. Beginning.
0: My God. Yeah, it is. That sticks with me, though.
1: I know, there's a lot There's a lot of people came through with that one. and yeah. But there's some people that skip episodes because they go, oh, I don't know that person. But it's the fact that they don't know them, and then they get to yeah. know them during the yeah, time. is so true. interesting. Mm. But there's, there's one city that keeps coming back over the years, right from the first episode, and people who are either from there, like Vicky or Samantha Morton, or people that have connections to it, like Joe Gilgan or Andrew Ellis or Tom Turgus. Yeah. So what do you think it is, if anything, about Nottingham that nurtures such, I suppose, raw talent at the end of the day?
0: I th- I mean I think it's I think it's the the good luck that Ian Smith and Alison Rushley, like were teaching everybody. Two two Honestly. two names
1: that keep coming back again and again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like if they if they had happened to make a workshop in Portsmouth, then I think Portsmouth would keep coming up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's like there's nothing in the water. <laughs> well, I don't think there is. Like I think it's um, we were really lucky. That was some bloody good training, like Yeah, and it's just good luck that my parents uh, decided to live there, really. (laughs) You know, I don't... I mean, maybe I'm wrong, because there's, like, that thing about Bristol in there, about music, and and a lot of, like, brilliant actors coming out of Wales. Like, there seems to be for a small country, there's a lot of... I don't know, maybe there's something in there... um, Maybe there's a richness to like I don't know, you know. It's hard to analyse where you're from, isn't it? I think so.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't think when we're younger we appreciate where we're from, and it's only now, over the last few years, having moved sort of back to the northwest, that I really, I really appreciate being from here. And I was talking.
0: So, what do you think it is then?
1: The people. I'm I'm speaking personally now. I think it's the people and the atmosphere and I don't like this word, but the vibe. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> but then again, every time yeah. I've worked in Nottingham, I found the people really friendly.
0: Yeah, but do you know what I think friendly is as friendly does? Do you know like, you know, if you're a friendly person then people are friendly back, aren't they? I don't you know. Can be I don't know. Do you know. I know,
1: I was talking to a um, a guy that was supplying cars for for work the other day. Yeah, and I was sat in the car in this police car, and I was waiting to drive up this massive long drive at a, at a right lick. And anyway, they were doing some other stuff down at the bottom of the drive, and I started yeah. chatting to this guy. Uh, very strong London accent, and we just started yeah. talking. He was telling me, um that he now lives in Palmer's Green, and I was saying, oh, I moved to Wood Green when I was like 17 for drama school. Yeah, and he said, yeah. "All right." did." He said, but I'm originally from Hackney. He said, but I've had enough. I said, but you've been there all your life. He said, yeah. He said, I- I'm a happy person. It makes me unhappy because you can say good morning to somebody and it's not reciprocated and it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people can be a bit nasty. They-, they look at you a bit weird. He said, I want to move to the Northwest. I said, oh, dear, that's funny. He said, yeah, I love the people up there and the friendly. And so, you know, I, I know what you're saying, but that yeah, for that instance, maybe, no? Yeah,
0: I think I find it hard to be poetic in a way about nottingham because my what i really know is irish people
1: well of course yeah
0: you know do you know what i mean like i my family's not a big nottingham family like there was just us and all my family were back in ireland so i don't i don't feel like i know the kind of guts of nottingham people in the way i do irish even though i grew up there you know i was there until i was 19 but yeah i guess people are friendlier but then it's really hard to pin down. I'm sorry. I wish no, that I could no, give it, some kind of no, it's, eloquence. But the, it, I'm, I'm lost with it.
1: Sometimes there there isn't an answer. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, you can't sort of unpack it. But then again, for a long
0: time, I thought people down south were like, you know, the kind of like I I I saw like people being southern as being as being posh and and as um kind of I uh, kind of almost like resented I resented them because I thought that there was some kind of inferior superior thing going on. And I think it was just like I was just clinging to, clinging to, you know, things to make sense of this new situation. You know, everyone, for the most part, everyone's good and good, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I'd like I like to think so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do, I do. So otherwise, it just gets me down. <laughs> like I just can't. Yeah. How was
1: growing up for you?
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, I uh, I grew up in. Like I say not, and um went to workshop from when I was like um nine um so i was, i did like ten years um ten years there um and that was everything to me really, like I was a proper keener i love i absolutely like. I used to have like tension headaches when I came out of sessions because I'd given it so much. Right. Like, and my mom was just wicked. Like, she completely understood that. So on the drive home, she'd be like, "Ashy, I won't talk to you. Don't worry." Like, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> she'd let me decompress. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I was, I was a good girl, you know. I, my mum didn't know when I started to go out to the park and you know drink vodka and be silly Billy. Um, but I was a good girl for the most part, you know. And, um, and I loved school and I absolutely adored workshop. Like it was everything to me. I had good mates. I never really got into drugs. Like I did. I never really got into drugs. No. I, do you know I think I did poppers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's pathetic, isn't it? Um, but like, yeah, I never, like, I didn't cause my parents really any bother. I was a keener. Right. You know? Um, yeah. And I got a big sister, four years older. Um, just, just you so, two? Yeah, just the two of us, yeah.
1: But but a much bigger sort of Irish family over there. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Like I've got like, you know, on one side I think I've got about, probably about 20 cousins and the other side about 30, you know, something like that. Maybe I'm exaggerating. There just seems a lot of them. it sounds
1: like
0: it. Not that it doesn't sound like
1: you're exaggerating, but you would think with a, you know, everybody says like, oh, it's a big Irish family.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, like, we used to go over every summer, like, for, um, about, probably about four weeks, and I'd see, like, it was for the most part of summer, mum's side of the family, um, but, like, she'd refer to it as going home, and, and I, and I would, you know, going home in the summer. Um, so, yeah, she's Tipperary and my dad's Dublin.
1: Right, okay. Um, yeah. So it sounds to me, Ashling, that early on, you started going at nine years old to the workshop. Yeah. So you kind of knew what you wanted early on.
0: Yeah, I think I feel hesitant to like say that. Oh, that's what I wanted to do as a job because you just don't think of it like that, do you? No, but, um, but also but like,
1: at, at such a young age, sometimes I remember finding out that that's what you could do as a job. Yeah,
0: yeah. But do you know something, Alison sat me down when I was about thirteen and said, "You need to toughen up. Like you're you you have to toughen up because you can't you cannot go into this industry if you if you if you're this like." it bothered me so much, so much. Like when I would do like, if I did an improvisation at workshop and it was crap, it didn't land, it, I might be in tears leaving. Right, Like it, it, it meant that the stakes were too high in a way for me. And she said like, look, it's a cattle market. You have to be tougher than this. And I'm glad that she did not 13, probably 16, but, um, But I'm glad that she did. But then I really got it in my head when I was about around that age that I needed, I needed to be more beautiful. I had to do something about it because I was watching like, you know, the things that I was watching. And I was thinking, no one looks like a normal woman. They look like particularly beautiful women. So I got um, some green contact lenses and I wore them. My first boyfriend didn't see me without these green contact lenses until right near the end. <laughs> like, I literally wore them dawn till dusk. I looked like a fucking lizard. Like, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> but I thought, I really thought, right, I look a lot better. And then my um, Ian was saying, you can't wear those to auditions. So I didn't. I took them out and whatever. And I still got, you know, I got, I got work and stuff. But like it, yeah, I felt like that was a big roadblock. And like, thank Thank God it wasn't like, yeah. you know, that it wasn't like, I don't know. I think, you know, when you think back to the nineties, like the the big stars and the and then the in the noughties too. I mean, even now, like it, it is what it is, isn't it? But then there's a, when I was making that, I was making a list for something of the actresses that I like look up to. And I looked at it afterwards and I was like, yeah, I mean, they're all beautiful, but they're not like, they're not like model come actresses. You know, that's, that's not what, that's not my, they're not my aspirational figures. Sorry. I think baby's crying. I mean, it could be over anything. I don't think it's a disaster. Do you,
1: do you want to go and have a check and then come back?
0: No, I think it's probably like she's two, so it could be literally about anything. Do you know, like oh. it could be that she can't have a cross on. Do you know, like, <laughs> um, yeah, um, like Annette Benning, yeah, um, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Samantha Morton, uh, Monica Dolan, Leslie Mumville, like they're all gorgeous, aren't they? But they're not, they're not model come actresses.
1: Uh-huh. They're, re- anyway, they're real, they real, real women.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That have got their own like, nurse, you know? Um, and I think that that, that's helped over the years to see like, well, what is my aspiration? What is it? Like, it's not, I had all through my, um, all through my twenties, I had eating disorders and I think it was, you know, I'm not blaming it on the industry at all. I think it was a coping mechanism, But, like, it all um, felt absolutely appropriate within this job. It felt absolutely appropriate, (laughs) like, to try to be as small as possible all the time.
1: Were you ever pressured by... Did you ever feel pressured by the industry to feel like that?
0: No. Consciously or
1: subconsciously?
0: Well it you know, subconsciously I'm sure, but no, you know, it was my it was my coping mechanism yeah. and it was um I mean I remember I missed the Selfridge It's a serious i did when I was really young. Um really young, early twenties. Thirty two in September, fucking oh,
1: don't start with me, I'm forty six. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Stick your thirty two, gone.
0: Oh no, I know. <laughs> this was meant to be my like I thought everything would be together by thirty two. Maybe it is. Maybe this is together as it gets. But um, no, like I remember they were like doing my corset, and they were like, "Oh, you're losing, yeah, oh, look at how tight we can do it but and and I got a kick out of it, Of course, I did, not of course, I did, but I did, but no, I don't think there was actually. I think it's a pressure that I had within myself, and I think that was never discouraged, you know, like I did some press for Selfridge, and I was fitting all the sample sizes, and you know, yeah. I'm glad that those kind of bad old days are over, but um, it it was appropriate at the time. Yeah. It felt appropriate, you know. Like, would I have deserved to be in those spaces if I hadn't been trying to be as small as possible? You know.
1: And when did that reach sort of breaking point for you? Did you?
0: Oh man, um, I mean Jacob, bless him. He was like my carer for a while. Like it was ridiculous um i I, it kind of reached breaking point when um oh i didn't want to die (laughs) but i wanted to i said to jacob i want to walk into their roads and get hit down but go to hospital for a bit not die but sorry it's all
1: right it's okay Ashley, we don't we don't Just have a, yeah. to we don't have to <laughs> discuss if it, if it's going to upset you. I never want to take anybody no, down I think the it's road.
0: it's funny, isn't it? Do you know? I read a, I read a thing about memory that was like the memories that you have the strongest are the ones that you recall the most because you're like almost tracing over them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they get they get so actually they get distorted, don't they? Because if you're always tracing over them, the original drawing could be quite. But I suppose I don't remember this memory very much because it's shit. I just wanted some time out. I wanted to go to hospital. And um, I was right in the middle of filming, so that would have been, you know, it yeah. would have been a good time for insurance, wouldn't it? <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, it, I was just, uh, I needed some help and I did get some help. And and it, nevertheless, it took years and years for it to all kind of, you know, simmer down into an acceptable level of distress. Um, that said, you know, me and Jacob have been together since we were 20 and we had, like... It wasn't all misery, you know. No. Like we had wicked times, yeah. and I've done some really good work, but I think it's definitely stopped me from having as much fun on those jobs. Do you know what I mean?
1: Because there's always that shadow there.
0: Because there was always this preoccupation, like when we did war and I did war and peace in, like it was like Lithuania and Latvia and and Russia, and um, everyone was on it. Like it was really a really lovely social group. Everyone was like drinking vodka like most nights and, you know, just having fun. And we we're doing a really like that show's so good. So good. Yeah. But I didn't get involved with it, like, with the social side as much as I'd have liked you, because I didn't dare. I just didn't dare. Be- I didn't dare, like, you know, get drunk and then eat eat too much.
1: Because you didn't trust yourself and or you didn't want to be out of control? Because you were worried. Yeah, I
0: guess well, because I wasn't eating enough anyway. If I got drunk, I got drunk. Right, you know. It's mad, isn't it? I don't even think of all of these in, with a sadness. Like I've had a really good life. It's just that that was like that. It's no joke. Do you know what I mean? Eating disorders are no joke. No, and they're really like energy sapping for everyone around them. You know. But yeah, but, we're still together. But you see me out his way. I was going
1: to say, but you sound like <laughs> you were really supported.
0: Yes, yeah. You, and you, Jacob and my mum like,
1: such, absolute... such a dark time in your life.
0: Yeah, massively. And I mean, Jacob's been through his shit as well and I've been, you know, I've been very much like, we're a good team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know when you're a good team. You know when yeah. you've got that person there that yeah. isn't going to let you down and is yeah. going to support you. Because obviously, so you know... I've spoken to Jacob and I remember before we even met your name was coming up because of such a yeah such a he good was in support a bad spot you've when he
0: been taught to you I think yeah mm. yeah
1: and that's why it was so nice and really pleasing to see him and work with him the other year and then yeah. and then, you know, to meet you, albeit very briefly, because we were still all masked up, I think, at the time, weren't I we? I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We were all everybody was well, yeah. Jacob absolutely loved that job. He was so happy on it. Yeah. He was like, I wish it was longer. Oh, you know, he was, such a, it was
1: always buzzing, yeah. 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 And where are you now with yeah. your relation <laughs> to food?
0: Because I have a little girl. I thought for a long time I wasn't going to be able to get pregnant. And then, like, I kind of sorted sorted myself out with food and stuff. I put on some weight and I got pregnant. And and because I feel so strongly that I don't want her to... that I'm modelling for her all the time, I think that's really kept me on the straight and narrow. Like, I still have to, like... You know, like, I'm going to, like, an event tonight and I'm like, oh, man, you know, am I going to fit in my dress? And, you know, is it... am I going to is it going to be embarrassing? Like being amongst all these 20 somethings, you know? Um, but so I still have to have a web of myself and say like, that's not, that's not true value, you know? But, um, I think having a little girl has been massive and kind of going like, no, I don't want it for her. And I don't want it for me. You know, life's too short. Like,
1: cause you can't be the mother that you are and that you aspire to be. If you're, that other person or or you go back to those ways
0: yeah 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 in the same way that like you know if you've got addiction problems like you can't the addiction gets in the way doesn't it of you kind of optimizing yourself you can never do that whilst you're like abusing this that and the other i'm so grateful i ain't got the addiction thing like i'm so grateful
1: why do you think that would have been a possibility did uh, that, or did that ever? Yeah. Did, yeah, did that ever worry you?
0: Oh yeah, when I moved to London, so the first thing that I moved to London with, I don't know if they do this anymore, but it was for a play at the Royal Court, and they were like subsidising my rent. Um, so amazing, you know. And I was in like a shared house, and my rent wasn't even that bad anyway. And um, I when I finished the play, I couldn't sleep. It was the first time sleeping, you know, somewhere that wasn't, I just couldn't sleep. So I used to like have a bottle of Malibu next to my bed <laughs> and like just have like neat Malibu, watch Su- something.
1: Super classy, <laughs> super classy.
0: <laughs> I mean, quite classy in fairness, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I used to have to kind of, I used to have to drink to get to sleep when I was like, this was when I was like 19, um, nineteen, twenty. And quite soon after that, I met Jacob. And that's when everything kind of like was... You know, was sunshine and rainbows for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I I was using, you know, I was using alcohol to get to sleep for a while. <laughs> Expensive habit. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Also, like I think you know, if you've got addiction in your family, then you know what it. You know, you know what it can look like, don't you? Yeah. Si? Of
1: course. Yeah. And it's it's whether you are if you, whether your eyes are open to see the signs that could be creeping in. I suppose.
0: Yeah, I think. and some, yeah, yeah. And I think also, like, I can see with some of my mates, like, it's all well and good taking this, that, and the other in your 20s. But when you get to your 30s, you've got to start thinking about the, I don't know, I feel my mortality now, you know? <laughs> like, it matters. It matters that I don't die soon. Not that not that I was ever in that situation. No. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you think about, like, I want to be around when my baby's in her 30s. I, I would like that for her, you know? Not that I've ever, I'm making it sound like I've had some kind of rock and roll thing. No. No, no, no. no. (laughs) But I just think about it a lot, you know. But I think
1: it's important to think about it a lot, because, you know, we spoke before about your priorities changing when a child comes along. And this is just, I think, hopefully this is just part and parcel of it. Mm. Mm. You touched on there about moving to London. Was that the first time you came to London, was to work at the court?
0: Um, I mean I was coming up and down for auditions for quite a while. Like it was generally like at workshop I'd do one job a year, pretty much. I'd do something over the summer or over Easter holidays. Yeah. Um so I was coming down here and there. I did I think when I was about eighteen or seventeen, I did the bill and like you had to get yourself to work, which was like do you remember? Do you have you ever done the bill? Yes. Yeah. I, you have that to get was one yourself of my there, was one you? of my
1: first jobs and it's really hard to get there when you in yes. when you live in North London
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah like I was coming down and doing this this that and the other and then for a while I was like I was getting the train up and down from knots Um I was getting the train because I could afford to not because it was a clever thing to do like I should have got the coach and saved my money yeah. but I just scrapped that money away like it was just because it wasn't normal to have that much money I just spent it so quickly I bought everyone's drinks I bought went to Topshop every week like what was i doing you know i had a blackberry because i thought i had to be here i thought I was a business woman now <laughs> like, honestly if i could go back the first thing i'd have done is get like is have my have if it was you know if i was my my parent i'd go right you're going to sit down with a financial advisor and they're going to talk you through taxes they're going to talk you through what's a good idea to save da, 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 da.
1: yeah
0: how you know you're freelance so there's going to be some years where you don't Earn bugger all, and you need to, you know, be sensible. But no, I was just silly Billy, going to crap affair when I got to King's Cross, having a like having a crap before my audition, <laughs> <laughs> ten pound crap. Um, but yeah, then I moved down, and then I stayed. And me and Jacob, like that first summer that we met, like we just lived together from then on. Yeah, yeah. We,
1: was was going to drama school in London ever an option?
0: No, I just did not want to look the, the cost of it. I mean, I don't know. I I'd never really looked into it too much because I didn't want to. I wanted to work, and I'd I'd got my first like big job when I was on study leave for my A levels. I did something called Dive with um, it was a Dominic Savage drama. It was um, it was
1: brilliant. You were brilliant in it. Did you see yes, that? I did. I loved it very much.
0: Mad because it's just it's just like a little drama. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a well, I, you
1: know I. I think I've seen all sort of Dominic Savage's work, but I love those little one-off things that you make for a very low budget, but the scripts are so brilliant and everybody around it wants to make something with such care and passion. And even though everybody's on the same, everybody's getting £2.50, but you know that it's going to touch somebody, it's going to... It's gonna. It look. It's a story that needs to be told. I, I love those yes, things.
0: I do, and it was Simon Stevens wrote it. You know the playwright. Yeah, I'm
1: I no Simon Stevens. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think it was the first, the first scripted Dominic Savage one, because he, like, you know how oftentimes it's, it's a, it's Improvise, yeah. Yeah. So I did that, and I thought, no, I'm gonna keep on, and I did. Like, I just, I kept on getting work. There was this, this girl, um you know, like, oh, yeah, this girl and it stuck in my head for so long. She was like, Oh, what's Ashlyn gonna do? Pretend to be an actress for a year and then realise she has to go to uni. And it's stuck in my head. <laughs> and um and every year I was like, That's another year, Charlie. That's another year, <laughs> Charlie. You know, yeah. yeah. And but then it obviously, you know, stuffed in it, I sound like a proper holder grudge, but um maybe I do. Um but yeah, like it took a long time to feel like this is definitely my, who I am. You know, I'm definitely an actor. Yeah. It's not just going to get taken away, you know? Um, But no, sometimes when I did, um, I did a play at the National and I realised what I didn't have in my back pocket. I was like, I haven't got the voice stuff. I just haven't got it. Like, you know, the kind of projection, uh particularly like really emotional scenes, like, you know, or really, you know, really angry, really upset scenes. I just don't have the, that toolkit of how to project and be at that, you know, high emotion. So I kept on like feeling like my voice was going to go and like steaming and vocal zone and, you know, that was the that was when I wish I'd gone to drama school. I'm sure there's lots of other things, other, other benefits to it, but that was the thing I thought, God, I've really missed out on that, you know.
1: Did you plan on? Did you go? I did, yeah. And there was some, at the time, there was some things that I thought, well, that's ridiculous. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna need that, I'm never gonna use that. Um plus I was always told that I'll I won't really work until I'm forty. Really? Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> they said, Oh, you you are a character actor, you'll come into <laughs> your own when you're forty. I went, I can't wait till I'm forty. I was graduating I, what are they
0: suggesting you do until I was graduating then? at
1: twenty one? I mean, I know it's a harsh business, but give us a break. <sighs> Um, But, yeah, there's some things that I I never thought I would need. And then over the years, I've gone, oh, yeah, I actually do need that. Oh, really? Yeah. But, you know, it's the great... I was talking to someone about this the other day, about when I was going, there didn't seem to be any other option. Right. It was like... So I was going like early nineties. I graduated in ninety seven, right? So it's was ninety oh, wow. so ninety four, and there didn't seem to be any other option. There wasn't anything uh, like street casting like there is now, or casting directors, you know, going around youth clubs or just what it just, it just yeah. didn't happen. But it happens more and more now, and casting directors yeah. do it, and they do want to see people that haven't trained that have, you know, that raw talent what I was talking about earlier. Um, so, I, I yeah, I just went, well, I'm in for a penny. This is what I've got to do, and this is the way. But did you, yeah. when you thought about that when you were at the National, and you thought, oh, yeah, I don't have that in my back, po- my back pocket, the voice thing, did you do anything to rectify that?
0: Well, I did the, like, voice sessions and stuff, you know, and um And on Sundays, I wouldn't talk to Jacob, you know, like I'd be like, I just need to be completely silent all day. So we just text each other. Um, So that was literally like, I was just, I I think I was a bit on survival mode a little bit, you know, towards the end of, you know, the way that they're in rep, like, so like you get towards the end of, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think I just need to, I need to go and do something proper, like not just kind of this patchwork thing. But um, I just can't see myself doing theatre for a while because like I could have done the remount of the play that I did and it would have been... Oh, crap, I just said it <laughs> Don't worry, sorry. we'll beep it. It's fine. Sorry, it's right. sorry. Yeah, I'm just... It's just the internet. It's just scary sometimes, isn't it? Look, um, I totally yeah. get it. I. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think... My son's name was somewhere and I went, oh, fuck, I've, we've tried to keep his name out for so many years, but it's, you know, it is what it is. There's no photos, yeah. so that's a different
0: a different yeah. thing altogether. Yeah. yeah, that's been something, you know, when people want to have photos of Jacob, but he's with our little one, it just... Um, no,
1: no, 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 absolutely It like, feels not. very,
0: very, un- very uncomfortable. Um, But, yeah, um. Yeah, I just can't see myself doing it. I can't see. I can't see someone else putting it to bed for months on end. I can't see that. So part of me thinks, you know, when it when it comes to it, hopefully those doors will still be open. You know, hopefully. I'm, that's my like, really like. I loved it in theatre. I can't wait to do it again, but it just doesn't feel like it fits right now.
1: So it didn't put you off doing theatre oh all.
0: Not. Oh my god, I loved it. I loved it. It was like that feeling of flow, like. I absolutely loved it. It was a Small Island. It was an adaptation of Small Island. And um like me and Leah Harvey, who played Hortense and um Gershwin Eustace Jr., like we were like the like kind of three in the middle. And we just like bounced off each other. Like we felt like we felt like we had the audience in our hands. Like it was it was it was the best experience of acting I've like ever had. I adored it. Adored it. Oh man, it makes me sad.
1: But you know, again, we talk about priorities changing. When you're, yeah, you're doing a theatre piece, you've got that first four or five weeks where you're in. You could be in six days a week,
0: mm. yeah.
1: And maybe you're not getting back for bedtime because she's so young. She's going, to, and you would be missing a lot of that out, which is what you were talking about. Yes,
0: it, yeah. It's yeah as
1: much as you want, you can't get that back.
0: I know. I think that Jacob feels that because he was doing night shoots and um, the hours in America. Have you ever filmed anything in America?
1: No.
0: I mean, don't. Like, it's, <laughs> it's mad. Like, they would do, he would do 15, 16 hour days regularly. They just push push his call a little bit, or not, you know. Like he would go to work at like three p.m. and he'd get back when we'd woken up the next morning, half six, like six half six, and then he'd have to go to bed. Do you know, like it was, it was. You'd sleep for twenty minutes again. Sorry. <laughs> My god, it's because I'm relaxed, isn't it? No, get your guard back up. It, no, don't, neck. But, don't get
1: your guard back up. This is what it's all about. It's about having a conversation and being relaxed. Yeah. But luckily, I've got the best producer in the world, so he will okay make this right. seamless. Do not worry, honestly.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, and, and anyway, it's um, quite
1: funny just hearing the beeps all the time. <laughs> oh,
0: mate, oh my god. Um, but yeah, like he it made me he was amazing i've never seen him so kind of in his power like he's like and the work he's done in that show like he's incredible in it um but yeah i would have found that if i wouldn't have switched with him on that on that occasion actually like it was it was rough like he was doing really crazy hours and then he had to learn his lines and he was still trying to be a present dad it was rough <laughs> yeah um, when well, it's just the two,
1: because it's going to be just the two of you soon. Hmm. Have I got that right?
0: Yeah, I think so. I'm not. Um, I think I'm not. Um, hope, well, actually, I'm supposed to be filming something the same time that he's filming something. Right. So that'll be our first proper like. Right, we need to figure this out. Um, situation, but that's not for a while. Um, but she's going through a proper daddy phase at the moment, and I didn't realise what like, that she'd been really having a mummy phase because, whoa, it's cold. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it is cold outside. Like, um, yeah, she's she's not interested in me at the moment. And I'm like, hon, I am obsessed with you. Like, this is hard, you know, to not be in the circle.
1: Yeah. I can totally relate to that because when my son just really wants to be with his mum or just feel <laughs> it's really upsetting isn't it cuz you just go yeah i just i want to just sort of be with you and have all the hugs and a bit of love and it's just like the cold shoulder
0: yeah yeah
1: but it changes you know yes. you know it does
0: yeah 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 he's going to comic con next week so I'm gonna get right back in those good books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do you want some chocolate? Yeah, let's go it. Like, you know, no, I know. Like, it's it's just hard, isn't it? Like, you know, if you're if you're somebody that like like needs to be liked, likes it, needs to be, uh, you know, people pleaser. But you try and people please a toddler, it just doesn't work. No, it's you the know, wrong way to go about it. You can't manipulate your way in there.
1: No, <laughs> that's like, they can much, they do what they want. Much smarter than what we give them credit for.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So you were saying at the start about being out of work for mm. so long mm. and you find it a bit, do you deal with it well? How do you de- cope?
0: Um, No, I don't. No, I don't actually. I think that I've, I've um, I'm dealing with it maybe better this time because ultimately like I have to respect myself as a mum in that like if I wasn't doing it, we'd have to pay someone to do it. So it is a job. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. As in, like, yeah, um, and I'm, and I'll never, we'll never get this time back. I'm really like trying to be conscious of that. You know, that this is like a, actually a massive privilege that I get to be at home with. Oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is the worst. Sorry. It's so <laughs> um, yeah, and um, that I get to be home, and I'm not worried financially because, like, I do, I do voiceovers as well. So, like. I've got my own money. Jacob's got, you know, we're, we're fine financially. I can do it. I can stay home. But I love adult company. I love the stimulation of work. I love being directed. Like, I love it. Do you know I'm a director called Lindsay Turner? I
1: know of Lindsay Turner. Yeah, of course.
0: Oh, man. Like, she made so much, she made me into such a better actor than I was. She, was, she made me so much better than my instincts. Like, if I could be directed by her all the time, I'd do it. Like, she's just like, actually, there's loads of directors I'd love to work with. I've really wanted to work with, do you know Adrian Shergold?
1: Yeah.
0: I'd love to be directed by him. He was going to do a job that I did when I was really, like, I was about 20. And he left the project, I think, because he didn't like the casting of one of the characters. Hmm. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> but yeah, like he, like, he left it and I was like, oh, I'd lo- I would have loved Peter Kosminski. Uh-huh. Or, like, um, what's his chops? Oh, this is boring isn't it? But like Dominic Cook, like I, a, not not Dominic Cook's boring, but like there's a list of people that I'm like, oh man, I would love to be because I know they would make a better actor of yeah. me. Yeah, that's what I miss. I miss being directed. I've no interest in going on a job and like you know someone just say like, oh, can you do it a bit faster? Can you be a bit happier well, or whatever? That, like- that's that's
1: a good thing because I was going to say, how do you deal with a director? Not in theatre. On a telly job, who doesn't really direct? Who doesn't really talk about the character? Who would say something, yeah, quite broad.
0: I was doing a film where I should have like felt the kind of red flags of it, but like um, before I started and not done it. But anyway, there was a a little bit at the end of the film that was clearly a metaphor, but I didn't know what this metaphor. was meant. I didn't know what he was trying to say. So I said to him like, So, like, you know, what what's actually happening in this scene? Because I didn't know how to play it. Like what 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 what's being said? And he literally went like, um, well, um I won't do he um he t- he he told me what was happening in the script and I was like and I said, No, 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 I've read it. I, I, mean, I just want to know what it is you're trying to say. And he and he couldn't answer me. And I thought, whoa, there are so many people who have written and who would love to direct their stuff and they are all over it. They've got their Bible, you know, like they know exactly what they're saying and it's important that they say it. And here we are, what is happening? (laughs) Like, and the experience of working with him was incredibly frustrating. I think maybe there was just a bit of a mismatch of communication But I think he thought that I was like a bit, um, I think he thought of me as kind of like a bit of a rude pleb, to be quite honest, (laughs) because he was of a very different background to me. And I think he just thought of me as kind of like a bit of a blunted tool. Right. And, you know, in that maybe that I was rude. But no, I'm not being rude. I'm just being really direct. Like, I need to know exactly what you want me to do because we can't just funny about it. Oh, it won't look
1: good. But I think that's important. You know, I go on about, um, you know, questioning things, ask, yeah. to ask questions and, you know, kind of question everything, really. I think it's really important. If I was the
0: director and someone was asking me, like, right, so what exactly does this mean? If I didn't have an answer, I'd go away into a corner and come up with an answer. Do you know what I mean? Like, rather yeah. than just shrugging my shoulders and you know, getting pissy. So yeah, I don't know. I think like good directors, like it's just they're gold, aren't they? Like yeah. the best thing. Yeah,
1: they really are. Especially when you're stuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you and know you- um, Alice Troughton, I just she did Midwitch and she's absolutely awesome. She did something called Baghdad Central as well. She's just she's just brilliant. I'm so excited to be directed again. <laughs> like I can't wait. I really can't.
1: Well, I'm sure it won't be long.
0: Fingers crossed, mate. Can you imagine if this is the end? This is like, if I listen back to this, where I'm like a washed up actor, (laughs) like, there was a time when I had stories, (laughs) you know. There's a time I lived in that world. Yeah, I don't know. You just have to keep the faith, don't you?
1: I think that's the only thing we can do. Aisling, this has been brilliant. I've loved talking to you.
0: I can't even think what I've said. I've said too much. Haven't I haven't
1: said too much. But do you know what? Mm. Don't worry about it. Thank you so much for, Thank for you. having uh, breakfast with me.
0: Well, I hope you get to have a little bit of a nap then after the boiler man. I can't. I've
1: got to record another podcast in an hour.
0: Oh, mate.
1: <laughs> you take care. I'll see you soon.
0: You too. Bye-bye.
1: Another episode is done. How wonderful is she? Um, she couldn't help, but even when she said she didn't want to have her daughter's name on, um, on the episode, it kept happening. Hence all the beeping, but we did find it very funny. Uh, thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, supporting us on social media. You know how much we appreciate it. Now, look, I've got a bit of bad news. I mean, look, it's not end of the world news. But guess what? We can't make it to Latitude Festival. I know. I know. It's it's all me, if I'm honest. There's too much going on. And I, I went through all my dates for this first half of, of this job that I'm on at the moment, which goes up to the to 19th of August, And we went through all the dates and I really tried to make it work. And it's just not going to work. But the wonderful folk at Latitude who work so hard um, have invited us back for next year. So that's me touching the dining room table. Hopefully we can make it work. And when things are a bit calmer and less busy... We need to get out and do some live shows and saying hello to you lot, don't we? Well, trust me, it is gonna happen. Um we've done a few live shows. If you have never been to a live show, they're a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot more audience interaction, and we're gonna do it, but let's be realistic, gang. It's not gonna happen until next year. Okay. Don't hold your breath. I mean I mean, you know, we've got another six months. Let's not waste the year away. Right, uh, I am gabbing and I've got to make some lunch for him on the sofa over there and get that fan back on because it's too hot and we are both melting. So look, stay cool, stay safe and uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah, all right then. Until then, I've been Craig Parkinson, he's been producer Griff and this has been the Two Shot Podcast. You take care. The Two Shot Podcast was presented by me, Craig Parkinson, recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block. The remix of our theme tune is by Stolen Valor. Cheers.